Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, and Pamela Lampton. Good evening, and welcome to our first show of the new year. Uh, I am your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. All right, and what are we going to talk about today? Well, we have several um, subjects that we're going to go over today um, that tie us in from Romans 6 and going into Philippians 3, um, deliverance from the power of indwelling sin. Um, by the union with Christ in death and resurrection. So some of our subjects will be um, Christ is the object of the believer's faith, desire, and expectations. Paul warns us about Judaizers. Paul warns us against trusting in legal righteousness. Christ is the focus of the believer's faith for righteousness. Christ is the focus of the believer's desire for fellowship, which comes through the resurrection, the resurrection power. The appeal to our faith um, is to have unity with the walk of Christ. The truth is not to be compromised for the sake of unity. Christ is the focus of believers' expectations, our new citizenship as believers in him, and finally, our new body of glory. Well, this is, sounds um, very packed, full of um, interesting uh, topics. Uh, so right before we get started, I'll go ahead and open in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your gift of your death, burial, and resurrection that has given me my life. And I pray that our listeners across the world will hear your words today and accept that same free gift of grace. We love you, and we thank you for your blessings, and thank you for this new year that we get to share um, your love and grace uh, throughout the whole world to all of our listeners. We love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our subject today, um, we're headed towards uh, Romans 7, chapter 7, but before we get there, we're, we want to go to... Um, Philippians 3, 1 through 21, and this is in regards to um, warning against the Judaizers. Paul had that problem. We also have that problem today, not from the Judaizers, but from from the world or people that want to bring legalism into the body of Christ. Well, and actually... Um Thinking of Judaizers, can you kind of describe what that's, that's like a hard concept word to understand? What is a Judaizer? A Judaizer is somebody that takes uh, works and law and wants to mix that with uh, grace. And you can't mix law and grace. Uh, the Judaizers are saying the, the new believers, uh, the Gentiles and, and whatever, needed to be circumcised for their salvation be part of their salvation is to be circumcised. And so they're mixing law and works with grace. When when Christ died on the cross, 
when he shed his blood for the, for the sins of the world, he was buried and he rose the third day, and he now sits at the right hand of God with power over sin and death. It was absolutely perfect for our salvation. There's nothing that man can add to that Christ did at all. Okay. All right. That helps explain that. I hope so. <laughs> um, another one is um, the law. Um, what does the law refer to when you speak of the law? What's it referring to biblically? Well, the Ten Commandments, and uh, and the law. The law can do nothing. The law can't save you. The law can only show you your sin. And proper use of the law is to is is to recognize that you're a sinner and there's nothing you can do about it, but it's also to point to Christ because he's the solution for that condemnation or the wrath of God. Okay. So we have Philippians 3, and we're going to start with verse 1. Um, Okay. Finally, my brethren, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you to me indeed, not grievous, but for you it is safe. We have Romans. We're going to do a cross-reference here for Romans 3, 20 through 22. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all that believe, for there is none, for there is no difference. Yeah, in that that verse, we have, when it says faith of Jesus Christ, uh, we have confidence in his faithfulness to do what he said he's going to do. And how interesting that is. It spoke about the law several times in each passage. Yeah. Yeah, the law can only bring bring death and condemnation. Uh, in Philippians uh, 3, 2, uh, it, uh, it's talking to the Judaizers. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concessions. Uh, concessions means for a false circumcision. So Paul's warning the believers. The, he's, when Paul speaks, he's speaking to believers, and he's warning the believers, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of concessions. He's also speaking to us today to beware of those things. Well, One of the... Go, go ahead. If we if we bring out that, you know, pinpoint that um, sentence, you know, beware of dogs... I would I would gather to say he's not meaning the animal, right? Um, dogs, of course, re- back then were referred to as Gentiles or the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, here, there's a reason. There's a reason he's warning them. And he's he's warning them, and he's warning us. Is the body of Christ today is the only representative of? of God and only representative Jesus Christ. Not Israel, nothing, no one but the body of Christ. So Satan and his angels 
and the lost men, men that are, uh, um, that are not saved, they're all against the body of Christ. Satan uses lost men, and he will also use saved men's that, that men that don't have sound doctrine. He'll use doctrine of devils, and they will use it for their own gain and whatever, and that's also against the body of Christ. But Satan, the only way that God, that Satan gets to God is through the body of Christ and to, and to um, give out unsound doctrine. That's why it's so important for us to understand sound doctrine. Doctrine, doctrine is the Word of God, the inspired Word of God, rightly divided. Okay. So um, I have this um, little um, chart. It's like a diagram. And it says at the bottom of it, doctrine of Satan to infiltrate the church through false teaching counterfeits. And we have part of it over on the left that says, it's like a star that says Satan at war with God. It points to, it actually points across to unsaved mankind, sons of the devil used by Satan, which both of those points points to the middle that says the body of Christ, God's only representatives on earth, and then it's a straight line up to God. Do you want to explain that diagram? Yeah, that's that's what I was just explaining that that we're the only we're we're the only representatives uh, to God and to righteousness, and God uses us to give that out to the world to give light to the rest of the world. The lost man is in darkness. It's our responsibility to take sound doctrine, which is light. We open the Word of God, and that's like a light bulb coming on. So the Word of God is light, and we're to give that to a lost and dying world. Also, we're to teach the brethren sound doctrine. Okay? Okay. And so, um, and to refer also with that, a verse is Isaiah 56, 10 through 11. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain, for his quarter. Yeah, they're all they're all self-centered. They're not they're not Christ-centered, they're self-centered. And again, this is referring to unbelievers. Um, mm-hmm. men that are being used by Satan to to um, veer away the truth of God. Right. Um, Psalm 119.15, Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. And Psalm was 19 was written by David. I have um, Galatians 5, 1 through 3. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. So Paul's talking about the we're free in Christ. He's made us free. Don't go back to the bondage of man's law. Yeah, why would you, why would you want to 
go back into slavery when you have freedom and liberty. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-mm. Go ahead, read, read uh, three. Ephesians, okay. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. That's right. If you're going to put yourself under the law, then, then you need to be judged by the law. And you'll be in debt to it. And you'll be in debt to it, and the, and the law only brings wrath and death. I'll read uh, Philippians 3, 3. For we are, circumc- we are the circumcision, which worship, worship God in the Spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. When he's talking about circumcision, this is where when we're, when Christ, when we're, when we receive, uh, believe the gospel, our old nature is cut off. So the old, the worthless stuff is cut off. We're no longer controlled by our lust. Now we're controlled, or in our sin nature, we're now controlled by the spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what it refers to when you say flesh. Your flesh always, when, when it brings up flesh, it's talking about your old nature, yeah, your body, your old self. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. sin nature. Um, how about Colossians 1, 7 through 9? Okay. As you also learn of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto you the love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now that, that's a prayer that, that we need to pray for all believers, for our brother and sister in Christ is that they be filled with knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's, that, is, that is the uh, Christ's goal for us is to understand and bring us to the knowledge of Christ. And we need to know, we can't just read the Word of God, we have to study it and rightly divide it in studying it and understanding what it means. And if you don't understand what you read, continue reading and then the Holy Spirit will give you understanding someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have Colossians 2.11. Okay. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, but putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And as we continue talking, uh, we're, as reminded, we're talking about the deliverance from the power of indwelling sin by union with Christ in death and resurrection. That's our title today. So, um, then I'll go to Colossians 2, 20 through 23. Okay. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a shew of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Yeah, remember, when, he, when he's talking about that we're dead, uh, when, we, when, we, when we believe the gospel, we are crucified with Christ, we follow him through that crucifixion, that burial, and resurrection. 
So our old nature is crucified, it's nailed to the cross. So that part of our body is, that our part, part of our being is dead. And it shouldn't, shouldn't have control over us anymore because it is dead. Mm-hmm. Just they go here, the warning against uh, trusting in legal righteousness. Uh, uh, we see churches and whatever, they're legalists. Everything is laws and rules and regulations. Legalism. Uh, in Philippians um, 3, 4, and 3, 5, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, that's touching the law and Pharisees. Paul's telling what he was. He said he was already, he was circumcised. He was through all that, and none of that saved him. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got. I have um, Acts twenty three, six. Okay. But when Paul perceived that the one part of the Sadducees, and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council of men, and brethren, I am a Pharisee. I am a son of the Pharisee. Of the hope and the resurrection of the dead, I am called into question. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, he's saying I'm equal with you. I'm equal with you, and I don't trust in those things. He was, like he says, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Um, Philippians uh, three six. Concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness, which is the law, blameless. Paul persecuted the church. He started out persecuting the church. He put them in prison. He, he had them killed. He had them tortured. And he thought he was doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. Well, and with that, we are um, going to go to break. And I believe, Pam, didn't you bring another question for us? Uh, we'll sure. get to. We're going to talk to at our second part. Uh, So we'll see everybody back here in just a few moments. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. 
what's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm michelle mix i'm michael mix your host and i'm your host pamela lampton and we have the first question of the year. Yes, this we whole do. Year. Yes. Pam, what um, is that? Our question today is, what is grace? And um, I noted that Paul uses the word grace 86 times. Wow. Which is important. interesting. Yeah, it is. Very yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and there's a short term that we always hear is uh, grace is undeserved favor favor that we don't deserve. Grace is what inclines God to give, even though we don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. So, something we can think about um, that Paul uses grace a lot. And um, what is grace? First, we need to understand that we are a new creature. We're a brand new creature. Romans 6, we learn that the virtue of being in Christ Jesus we have been placed into the, his death, burial, resurrection. This is, of course, the radical change that our personal identity comes about and calls us at that moment to live constant with this new identity that we have in Christ. So that new identity that we have in Christ is through God's grace, that free, new identity that we have that's undeserved. And, and, and if we understand that um, this new creation, that we're a brand new creation and the old is dead, and then realizing who we are, it's extremely important for us to realize who we are in Christ. And that's the reason we need to study. And of course, again, understand sound doctrine. So we, we have the hope and the joy and the expectations of the future and but knowing who you are is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Romans six, six or ten. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is free of sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. 
knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In verse 10, For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. In Romans, um, and of course there again, we go through that, as believers, we go through that same death and resurrection. That's how God sees us. In Romans, uh, Paul lays down four fundamental principles of God's grace to us in Christ. In chapters 1, 5, begins with the issue of justification in Christ. Here we are grounded in the accomplishment of Christ's death and his resurrection for us. In what is in what is means to be, in what it means to be, justified freely by his grace through the redemption of Christ, Jesus, which is in uh, Romans Mm -hmm. 3.24. Let's look at Romans 8, 1 through 5. Okay. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of the sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after this flesh do not mind the things of the flesh, or do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Yeah, and that kind of brings us to, you know, as we're talking about what is grace, uh, it does bring us to um, our sanctification in Christ. Uh, Now, the issue is not simply Christ for us, but it becomes Christ as us. The importance of our identification with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection life. So, when he died, he died as more than simply a payment for our sins. He also liberated us from the very thing that caused our sin. Uh, He's, uh, like you say, he, he didn't only save us, but he gave us much more. He he gave us life, and he gave us position, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, Christ's death for our sins frees us from the guilt and the penalty of, of uh, failures. So we need, we need to forget our past. Satan wants us to feel guilty, to be guilty, so we can't reproduce, but he wants us to... Uh, uh, feel guilty and always be thinking about the past. We have to forget the past mm-hmm. because God has forgotten the past. It's covered. Our, yeah, it's, that's right. It's covered. Our death with Christ, his death as us, liberates us from the power and dominion of sin. Thus, the root and source of our sinning is dealt with as well as our fruits, as its fruit, as sin's fruits. Yeah, not only does grace, um, the term grace coming as um, God's undeserved favor, it also is the grace of power. 
um, in Corinthians. We don't have time to go through these, but you can look them up. Um, we have 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and 1 Corinthians 15, 10. Um, talk about the graces of power that God gives. Um, not the It's a quality that God has um, that influences the power that we have to live free in his grace. Did you want to read those mm-hmm. verses? Do you have that open? Family? I don't have it open. Okay. I have 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Does someone have that? 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Yeah, and while he's looking up those uh, verses, um, you know, so it does, you know, it also um, reminds us, it says it liberates us from the power and dominion of sin. Um, that, libera- that liberating gives us grace because um, when you focus on something and you have to keep thinking about it all the time, that wears you down. But mm-hmm. because of this grace, it allows us to let that go and we don't have to focus on it. You know, that because that's going to bring us down and, and bring us backwards. So, we need to take advantage of that, how it liberates us, uh, just as Christ has done for us. You know, he's, he's forgiven our sins, and he's forgotten those. So, you know, we need to take, you know, advantage of that grace. Mm-hmm. And that chapter? Um, I thought chapter, it was 2 Corinthians 9.8. 9.8. I might not have and, wrote it And down. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good works. So he's given you the tools mm-hmm. to do the good works. Remember, we're not saved by works, but we're saved to work. Yeah, and when you think of the word liberation, don't you think of during World War II how the Jews were liberated, the prisoners were liberated, and how that is such a freedom a release of I'm not in this bondage anymore. Somebody yeah. just opened up this gate. Mm-hmm. You know, I was starving. I was cold. I was bitter. But that liberation, talking about spiritual liberation, liberates us from the bondage of sin. We no more have to be tied to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it brings love into the, into the question. Uh, the love of God, that God's love for us and that he not only dies for us, he also gives us everything. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have everything that Christ has. We're joint heirs with Christ. All right, we, we can um, thank God that we're free in Jesus Christ and much more. Like Corinthians talked about the liberation, the power through the grace of God. I think it'd be a good homework study for um, to look up the word grace and how many times Paul talks about grace, how many books that he wrote um, in his in the epistles, and how how he used the word grace mm-hmm. and how it ties to the freedom that we have in Christ. Yeah, and and uh, and and the word that goes along with that is freely given, mm-hmm. and freely given is an overabundance of everything that goes along with that grace. And he's freely giving that. Well, because we became, um, when we accepted that grace, we became heirs. And so how much, he's not holding some of it back, um, all of our inheritance. He's not holding that back. He's giving, He's get, we're entitled to it all the same. We're all the same and we're entitled to it mm-hmm. because we have accepted his grace. 
and, and by not any, by not what we've done, but what he's done. Mm-hmm. When uh, when the rapture comes and we're taken out, that's when God gets His glory. His glory is not for what we've done, but what He's done through us, and He gets the glory for that. Mm-hmm. When you like that last uh, one about the glory of the body, God okay. gets the glory for that. He doesn't get it now, but He will get it in ages to come. Mm-hmm. So. so that that was a good question um, that we were able to answer. So uh, thank you, Pam, for bringing us that question mm-hmm. this week. And so if people um, uh, in our Facebook and our listeners across the world, uh, do your research. Look at um, Find Grace and see how many times you find it um, referenced uh, in the Bible, in God's Word, and, um, you know, do do that little bit of homework to see what you yeah, we we encourage you to study. Yeah. It's really exciting if if you're rightly dividing the word, then you're understanding it and it becomes addictive. You want to know what the rest of the story is. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like and it's it's God's word to us, the body of Christ. So as we uh, go back over to uh, Philippians, where that we're talking, um, talking about warning against trusting in legal righteousness. Uh, uh, do you want to review a little bit of verses, and then we'll jump back to where we were? Yeah, I'll go back to uh, Philippians three, five, and six, and then you get the uh, verses that compare to it. Okay. Circumcision. This is Paul speaking of himself. Circumcision the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Paul was a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is is in the law, blameless. And that's Paul talking about himself and what he's done. And he's saying, saying all of you talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees and whatever, he says, I, I was just like you. Mm-hmm. And um, in Timothy 3.15, it says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, and the pillar and ground of the truth. And then Romans 10.3 says, for, that, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Yeah, the, the Jews have gotten away from uh, God's righteousness, and they thought they had their own righteousness. And, and they departed from the true word. And, of course, back then they uh, departed from sound doctrine. Say. They got off on men's doctrine. Okay. Christ, the object of the believer's faith for righteousness. We look at Christ, and that's, that's the object of our righteousness. Our righteousness is given to us by him and through him. In uh, Philippians 3, 7 and 8, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered 
the loss of all things and count them but dung, that I may win Christ. In other words, all of his reputation, whatever it was before Christ, he counts it as dung. Because now he knows the truth and he puts all of his faith and effort in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Isaiah 53, 10 through 12. Okay. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied, but his knowledge shall shall my righteous servant justified many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto the death, and his and was numbered with transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intersection intercession for the transgressors. You're talking about Christ and, and the prophecy, prophesying Christ's death, mm-hmm. their Messiah. And so I have uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 4, that says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. Yeah, he wasn't acting like a salesman or something. He was mm -hmm. giving the word and, and letting the Holy Spirit use the word. And he didn't have excellence of speech, and he wasn't a uh, great speaker or whatever. He was just giving the word, and that's our responsibility, give the word. And we'll do that when we come back. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul all right welcome back and again i'm your host michelle mix i'm your host uh, michael mix and i'm your host pam lampton and getting back into, um, uh, we're talking uh, about Philippians uh, 3, 1 through 21, um, with warning against trusting in legal righteousness. Uh, we're now to 2 Corinthians eleven twenty five through 27. I'll go ahead and start with that. Okay. Uh, thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Of course, we're talking about Paul. In journeyings often, in pearls of water, in pearls of robbers, in pearls by mine own countrymen, in pearls by the heathen, in pearls, and when I say pearls, I'm not talking about the about, You mean perils. Perils, yeah. In perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, Imperials in the sea, imperials among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Yeah, I would say he was a real believer, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Really believed. And he suffered all that and he counts it as gain. In um, Philippians 3 9, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now, when he's talking about his faith of Christ, Christ's faith, he's, he's trusting in Christ's faith and then his faith in God. Okay. Paul's faith in God. In uh, 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 9, But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for the murderers of fathers and the murderers of mother, for manslayers. Yeah, the, the, the law is... Uh, the law is to show us our sin, and then the law is also to point us to a Savior, which is Jesus Christ. In in Israel's case, it was their Messiah. But the law shows us our sin, and then that law, using that law lawfully, points us to Christ. Okay. The solution for sin. In First uh, First Thessalonians four thirteen through fifteen. But not to be ignorant, brethren, 
concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others have had no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep, which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now this is our blessed hope that is the resurrection, the return of Christ when he calls out the body of Christ. That's, that's our great hope that we're looking for. And here it says, for if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, if we believe that in our hearts, then we become a brand new creation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in Romans 3, 20 through 21, it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. That Christ was the only one that obeyed the law. He was the only one, the only man, not from Adam to the last man born, all broke the law. But Christ was perfect in the law. And that's why he could die for the sins of the world, because he was perfect. Without blemish. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ's uh, uh, ob- object <coughs> objects object of the believer's desire for fellowship in resurrection and power. In um, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made comfortable unto his death, conformable to, unto his death. The power, it's not just the death of Christ, but it's, it's the power that raised him back up from the dead. And he was the firstborn from the dead. Okay. Um, how about a cross-reference with First uh, Peter 4, 12 through 14. All right. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to you, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you, and there part is his, and there part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Yeah, you, you, um, if you're persecuted for the name of Christ, that's actually a benefit to you. That mm-hmm. makes you stronger and, and more aware and, and more um, eager to, to follow Christ. Uh, in this country where nobody's, not very many people are persecuted for the name of Christ, but, but being persecuted will make you stronger. We may not like it, but it'll make you stronger. And I feel that the reason that is is because when hard times come in anybody's life and questions who we are, mm-hmm. then we have to turn and extremely depend on Christ and His Word. Yeah, that's right. 
because that's where our strength comes from. And that's where our power comes from. That's um, in another sense as our food for our soul. Yeah, that's right. And and his word is is the food. Do we? And people do. Um, and as we stated that, you know, someone might not be a follower of Christ or um, have committed to um, believing it and accepting. But when it um, comes down to, you know, they're having a hardship um, here in the United States, we do. They turn to um, Christ. Or, you know, I've experienced when we've walked, um, when we ministered to the um, in the streets of uh, Cincinnati and Hamilton in our area, um, you know, a long time ago, um, people would come up and they would have, even though they, you know, didn't seem too interested, but as soon as you said, could I, is there anything I can pray for you? They totally put their trust in us. And so that, to me, speaks something that, you know, um, in that time of hardship, they, yes, they do believe that um, when I'm saying I'm going to say a prayer for you, they trust that. Yeah, the, the biggest problem is they believe in God, but they actually don't believe God. Mm-hmm. In Philippians uh, 3, 11 and 12, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were, were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. In other words, he's saying he hasn't obtained all of it yet until that day that Christ returns and uh, takes out the body of Christ. And then in uh, 1 Corinthians nine twenty three through 25, And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Yeah, and everybody that runs the race is recognized one one gets the trophy, but everybody in the race is recognized, and they're not condemned. So okay. we're all equal? We're all the same? We're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to uh, Philippians 3, 13, 14, and 15. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind, I've said that before, forget our past, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we're, we're pressing for that, we're not pressing for riches, we're, we're pressing for to be Christ-like, to have the mind of Christ, and then those rewards are positions that we'll receive in eternity. Okay, the appeal for unity in our walk. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And, and perfect means mature. But, but thus minded. And if anything 
ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Okay, he wants you to be mature, study the word of God under, and understand, and he will reveal his truths to you through the Holy Spirit. Um, how about Matthew 5, 47 through 48? Okay. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans do this? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven perfect. Galatians 5, 9 through 10. All right. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but that he troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And um, then with James 1, 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Okay, uh, Philippians three sixteen and 17. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let, a, let us mind the same things. There's one thing to remember that Truth is not to be compromised for the sake of unity. And that, uh, in other words, sound doctrine is unity. If everybody has sound doctrine, that's unity. If somebody doesn't have sound doctrine in, in the congregation or whatever, or with believers, there's no unity. The unity is in sound doctrine. And um, right before we end um, today's show, um, I was just notating that, uh, you know, we do invite everyone to, um, to watch us live. Um, you can see the video of us um, as we're speaking um, at 14th Street Online Bible Study on Facebook. And I noticed that uh, we do, you know, we do have followers uh, weekly uh, that tune in and uh, join us. And um, uh, they put their comments. Uh, so, um, Kendra says that, you know, Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And she's piggybacking off of James, the verse uh, that I read. Um, and I noticed um, as they're, you know, listening and, you know, talking back and forth with the other listeners, um, we have a big following of young mothers and, mm-hmm. you know, talking of their trials of, you know, I'm potty training. So, congratulations, Luke. He's um, working on being potty trained this week, um, which, you know, congratulations, Luke. But, um, you know, it, what such a trial for a mother, a uh, young mother. We have one whose baby who they're trying to put to sleep, but they keep ca- crawling out of the bed. So, <laughs> you know, so the trials that, um, you know, that we've all experienced before, um, you know, are things that um, it's nice to know that they're listening um, to mm-hmm. us. So we really appreciate um, our listeners and we appreciate all of our listeners across the whole world. And so uh, we'll see you again uh, next week or we'll um, hear from you, um, hopefully, if you call in. So thank you for listening today. Have a good evening.
You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program.